As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Wholesome Chaos Podcast. Honey, your voice Today, sounds really weird. we will be doing a calm podcast where we will not be stressing anyone out. I, it sounds kind of like you can't decide what accent I you're going to do. I don't do. know. What, you're vacillating. My idea was like calm, like British, but then, you know, my issue is when I... When I try and be British, I become Australian, and it's it's a, it's a tough time for us all. <laughs> yes, I actually got a compliment yesterday um, from my friends that I was hanging out with. They said my accents have gotten good. You've You're been Australian. working on them, though. Yeah. You've been yeah. working on them I was, quite a bit. I was in a solid New York accent and Russian accent for probably an hour and a half. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a lot of time to practice because you yeah. got home at like three in the morning. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but Maggie's heading home tomorrow, and we at least we mm -hmm. think she's heading home tomorrow. I mean, with the airport cancellations, that's the airplanes are the flights are just not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, There's thousands of cancellations, over five thousand flights in, in the last day, most of which is Southwest. But you know, there are people at the airport right now who've been there for three days. Uh. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys make me stay there for three days? No, yeah. we'd come two. get you. We'd get you after two. After sure. two, for sure. For <laughs> and the sure. rebooking line just looks brutal. It's yeah. like so, so long. Ah, man. I don't think we should take you to the airport. Um, we should just mm. assume that the flight's canceled. Mm. You stay here for another week. Are, are you paying for the flight? Yeah. I think you guys actually did this time. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was very You're kind. Welcome. All right. Well, I think you paid for Thanksgiving, so. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about travel on this podcast, as well as uh, money, many other things, including our... <laughs> I'm a little tired. And we're so tired. That come out of the, jet, the jet lag has still uh, been catching up with us in waves yeah. after the Rome trip, but yes. it's been good. It's been good. It is a calmer, mellower podcast. You ready to get started? I'm so ready to get started. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Let's talk about the first 40 minutes of Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been catching up on TV in. a little bit at a time and then passing out because we're so tired. Of yeah, the I was going to say, I don't think, I think I'm the only one who stayed awake the whole time. Yeah, Mom and no, I went I was three days without discovering who won the end of Survivor. Yeah. We finished it today. We were we very surprised. I no, knew. We still haven't finished yeah, the, episode the episode because at least all now of a sudden know who won. I realized I had an appointment. When I, started, I had to go. Yeah. When I started watching it with you guys down here, I just Googled who won. 
Oh, there you go. That's one way <laughs> to do it. Why did you do that? <laughs> because I didn't watch any of the show until then. I don't like Survivor because ah. I get upset. Ah. I get really upset at people. Mm. Um, and it, it was a good season. It was a very good it season. A, it was a fabulous season. It was a did wonderful you? season. It was the most friendly and supportive. Oh, it was, was like usually when somebody is blindsided, they, they're like, whatever. And it was just like, oh, man, way to go. Like you... They, everybody was just really they complimentary real of each other. Yeah. Even even when it did get kind of, you know. It's a good show. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want ever. to Ever. Like, that would be really I hard for me. I enjoy eating. Yeah, I would never want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Never say never, but in this case. Never. Probably not. Never. I know. I, I do not like to say never, but I. I, I you like, want to know what show I would love to do one day? The Bachelorette. No, <laughs> that's Thank like God. that's more scary for me than oh, yeah. than Survivor. <laughs> They're like, you have to dancing date. with the I'm stars. Like, no, don't make oh, me date. Dancing um, with the stars. Yes, dancing with the stars. That would be. So I would yes. love to do dancing I with did, the stars. I did know that. We used to watch. How that. about Amazing Race? I think that'd be fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, we like you stressing him out. I'm not. We did. He was asleep before. We had our him. moments in in uh, Italy where we did Amazing Race, and it was like run, run. Yes, run. like we when we to... were really late for our flight. Yeah, I felt some of those stressful experiences, and I thought about that how that would be if we were on the show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't have been super fun. Are, are we? Are we allowed to talk about that? Mm, mm, I don't know. Did we sign anything? No. Should we talk about it? <laughs> we were considering going through the application process for Amazing Race. You were invited to. Yeah. We were invited to go through the Amazing Race application process and went down that road a little bit, and there seemed to be some interest there. And um, and then we just decided not to. It didn't really work out with dates. And also, uh, you know, there was just some hesitancy particularly on Maggie's part yeah. about whether or not she wanted to do it. She, yeah. Maggie's worried that I'm going to like embarrass her. No, badly. <laughs> no, no, I was worried. about I, that. <laughs> well, it is nice that with how much of our lives we put on the internet, a lot of it is not filtered, but when necessary, we can filter it. If we say something that we're like, Oh wait, I actually didn't want to share that. Or, Oh, quite frankly, like the, oh, that wasn't my best moment. Like when I told Eddie what you were getting him for Christmas, because oh I gosh. thought that, that, that <laughs> you guys were planning that together and you no, were going to go shopping told- for him. I was like, yeah, Maggie's taking you shopping. And you're like, thanks mom. I was like, Oh, oh. Yeah, I was crazy. I was like so surprised you let that slip. I was so I, confused because I told mom that I was going to go thrifting for Eddie when I got back to get him some yeah. clothes. And I heard thrifting with Eddie. And I was like, that's so cool because like you guys can do that together and no. that'll be fun for you as part of the experience as well as you getting him the clothes. And I blew it. And I... <laughs> I'm usually really good about keeping secrets. I have secrets I will take to my deathbed. I have a secret. What? <laughs> we have a brand new sponsor of the show, a brand new part of our Mags and Dads Wholesome Chaos family, and it's an amazing sponsor called ZocDoc. Maggie, you were just talking about your health a moment ago. Maybe as you're listening, you're thinking about health challenges or just things you'd like to do. See a dentist, see an ophthalmologist, a gynecologist, whatever it is, ZocDoc. We'll, we'll get you there. And I went on this website earlier, um, and what I love about it is because you know, you never know who to see when you're a doctor. Uh, you never know who to see. <laughs> when you need a doctor. <laughs> when you need a doctor. Right. That's what I mean. 
And uh, <laughs> when you're a doctor, it's pretty obvious. They just walk in your office. You know, that's who you're going to see next. No, but you know, you're always nervous. You're going to pick a bad doctor. Like, yes, unless you yeah. have a good recommendation. I get so nervous about that in LA. Well, yeah. I'll bet. And though, so this is zip, this will find a doctor near you. You can see their schedules. You can see their ratings. They're patient rated. And it's so simple and so easy. So we have a little bit to tell you about that. In addition to what I've already said. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care that you need. So if you're trying to find a cause for your symptoms, like maybe, you know, you've got a fever or your heart is beating fast or whatever it may be. And you, you know, stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of just questionable advice from so-called experts. That's not what you want to do. There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals, not just random people on the internet. When someone is just exceptionally good at what they do, it could be a waiter or a chef or a doctor or a TikToker, you know that you're in good hands. <laughs> yeah. At ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. There's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment and expecting to be the center of attention and the doctor has other things or better places to be. On ZocDoc, you find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Surprise twists might work for podcasts, but maybe not for medical care. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care that you need. Go to ZocDoc.com chaos and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash chaos. ZocDoc.com slash chaos. So 2023. 2023. It's going to be a good year. Going to be a big year. Do you have a favorite person you met in 2022? Favorite person I met? I mean, that's hard. Yeah. I have some favorite people I met probably. Okay. Like a little group. Yeah. I'd like to meet more people. I well, think that would be a good new, intention. Our new neighbors. So mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to mind because mm. that we... Um, so that was awesome. Definitely new beginnings there for sure. Yeah. 23, I think is going to be a interesting, exciting year. Continued, uh, new changes with this positioning in a new house and new neighborhood, new environment. Answer the question. New book. Famous <laughs> favorite people I met. <laughs> Skirting the question. <laughs> I don't well, know. I can't answer questions like tell me the favorite, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to. It's well, just like an interesting thing to think about because it causes you to think about the people who did come into your life this year. Yeah. And you know? with your with your dad, he's he's meeting new people all the time. Every time he does a program. That's that's one of the things I, I loved and hated about the speaking business. When I, I used to go to like all your speeches for the first few years. Yep. And it was just like you meet all these great people. And it's like, but I won't see you again because, you know, we, it's a, it's a one and done or, or, you know, it's a, it's a period of time relationship, um, as opposed to a regular job that you see the same people. I do meet a lot of people. I wish I remembered them better Yeah, Yeah. because I'm moving from one event to another. And also just after a speech, I'm always in this state of mind where I don't, 
I'm not really completely present and it's hard to take in all that information and experience all at once, you know? Yeah. Cause you're heading back home. Um, but I met, um, when I went to the Austin revolution film festival last February, I just felt like, wow, these are my people, you know, independent filmmakers. Um, the energy was just outstanding. And I've been to a lot of festivals and a lot of, you know, retreat kind of things and stuff over the years. And, you know, I love my Rockabertians, but, um, this was really cool to, to a small festival that, um, but, but an awesome festival and I'm yeah. going again. Yay. Um, yeah. And in, in February, because the script I won for last year mm-hmm. was nominated in two categories. So we're, we're up for so another exciting. award. So I'm like going, Oh my gosh, I was, I felt awesome to be selected to screen. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh wow. And we're nominated. I'm so nominated proud of you. in one category. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was a different festival. We were nominated. That's so to. epic. We're at, we're at like 13 nominations or mm-hmm. awards or selections that for this, this film. So I'm very pleased about that. Yeah, but it's getting amazing. Back to your question, who did you meet, Matt? That's just a little round of applause. Thank for you. you. Yeah, because um, you probably want to tell us, right? That's why you oh, brought it I up. Oh, I want to know. No, I, don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I should say names. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really grateful for um, some new friends in my life. I think they came in at a time in which I need some, needed some, just refreshing people. Um, Good people, you mm-hmm. know, it's always such just a treat to, I always say, you know, good people find good people. And yeah. I like to believe that that's true. I agree. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things well, that's get a, good, a little that's mixed That's a good belief because it's also, you know, it gives you a sense of your own quality of personhood because you look at the people you're attracting, right? Yeah. And, and so that's a verification that you're doing something right. For you're sure. You're meeting good people. Yeah. Do you think that you have drastically changed since we were doing this last time, 2022 talking about going, I don't either. You know, sometimes years you change a lot. Um, it's who you are or whatever. I don't think I changed drastically. I think I became a little more grown up, Mm -hmm. a little more aware of certain things about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I remember last year the thing I said over and over again was that I wanted to be more open to a relationship and to love. Right. And you've changed your mind on that? <laughs> yeah, now I'm good. Um, no, but I, I did do that this year. I think I did a good job of that and being more open. Um, yeah, getting a little mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, looking for love. Looking for love. Giving up on love. <laughs> Looking up. Once you give up, it, that's when it hits you. So you might yeah. as well. Uh, no, out. I haven't given up, um, but I'm also not in a rush. Right. At all. Yeah. Sounds good. I know reading is important to you. Yes. More important probably than it was a year ago. Yeah. I think last year I, I made a little list of all the books I, I could remember that I read and Every single one of them was this year, <laughs> other than the Fault in Our Stars, and and stuff that I read for school, which yeah, I didn't want to put in there. Yeah, you read a lot more than that. Um, and like Magic Treehouse, um, and Percy Jackson, and those. But yeah, I've I've read a good bit this year. Really enjoying it. Um, you know what? I um, we have this collection of books in our house, and we've had them for years. They came from your dad. mom's um, mm-hmm. father and from their home where they grew up. 
And it's like an encyclopedia book shelf of all these different books. And it's a collection of of the, yeah, it's called the greatest books. Um, And the idea is, you ever heard the term, the great conversation? I think I brought this up the other day in a different conversation. Mm -mm. It's, it's basically the idea of like what it means to be a human being on the planet. And the, the great conversation is the greatest minds that have ever lived, that have ever really dedicated their some themselves to understanding our world, understanding philosophy or psychology or uh, science or mathematics or whatever it is. And they take the time to put that into books. And then those books get consumed by other brilliant people in other generations. And so that conversation is something that proceeds throughout all of humanity and typically a study of, you know, a well-read person, a learned person has submitted themselves to learn and read not all, but many of the greatest works. Well, that's what this collection is. Mm -hmm. And it starts with kind of that intro of this is what the editor and the team of editors did to kind of, and it was published in 1951. Mm -hmm. And so it's been interesting to read um, how they set all that up and why this is important for our times and how these books are being forgotten. And, you know, it starts with like Homer, Mm -hmm. uh, Aristotle, Plato, and it goes like much more contemporary people like Freud and Young and Nietzsche and, you know. Mm -hmm. But then uh, like Shakespeare and um, not Poe. Eddie said, do they have (laughs) Poe? Is is Shakespeare in there? Yes, the the complete works of Shakespeare. There's there's two volumes, you know, one and two of Shakespeare. Incredible. So, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mom's. mom's, uh, Dickens. Charles Mom's Dick. screenplays in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which so, one? All of them. The whole collection. So I thought, you know, we've been moving this thing around from house to house for all, all these years. I should start reading it. I, I used to when I was a kid. That's why I always wanted to to get those. My dad would, you know, I was number five of six kids. So there was no guarantee, you know, who was going to end up with it. But um, I I always wanted one of those books or someday to buy my own. And ultimately I ended up with them. Did no. you start reading them? Yeah, I did. Where, where are you at? Uh, the introductory book is kind of like sets up the whole thing and talks <laughs> okay. about different ways that you should could approach it, either in a linear sequence or kind of you know put it together. Very cool. But I think yeah. I'm going to start with Homer. Yeah, Iliad, I wasn't sure if, if I saw those sitting on the on the coffee table and I was like, um, did, can I put these back? Because I didn't know if you were using them to 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 set a computer on to, you know, doing a zoom meeting or yeah. whatever. I, sometimes we use books to get, it was really know. a compelling intro because like what it, what it really, the point that it made was, and again, written, this is written in the fifties mm-hmm. and the notion is a liberal education, which what that means is, you know, liberal is like, I incorporate many different perspectives into my own perspective to distill like what I want to believe and what I choose to believe, what resonates is truth within me. That's what mm-hmm. classical liberalism really means. Yeah, liberal. And that's kind of fallen out of fashion. And these books are, are not really read, not nearly as much, certainly now, but even in the 50s, that was, that was happening now for many years. Um, and, and his point was, even if you're ju- your intention is to just learn a job, do a job to make money, to, to, you know, go get vocational training in something, which is great. There's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but he's like, but that still does not raise you to the point of like understanding your humanity. Like, like it's still important for everybody to go through this process. And again, he's really selling it, but, <laughs> but the notion is because you end up with, you end up with leisure time, you end up with a job doing something, but, but the, but the way you perceive your place in the world informs 
how you do everything, how you enjoy your leisure time, how you do your job, how you interact with people. And it's like, yeah, I get that. And it, it probably what's going to happen as I read these books is it's going to inform my own thinking and writing and, and probably mm-hmm. make me, uh, and podcasts know, and the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. So we'll see, yeah. see how yeah, it goes. I think that's great. There's, um, there's a sense of accomplishment and, and good feeling I get inside when I, when I finish a book. Yeah. You know, because Absolutely. at the end of the day, it is very similar to consuming media and to, and not, not in the aspect of like TikTok or like social media or whatever, but in the aspect of movies are art, movies mm-hmm. are art, shows yeah. are art. There's so much that goes into it. So much content. Um, but there's something incredible about your brain making the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I noticed that with the last book I read, I read One of Us is Lying, and there's a show for it. And I started the show, I think yesterday, or two days ago, I started the first episode, and I just stopped it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, there's a second book, and I want to read the second book, and I want to read it with my characters that mm-hmm. I created mm-hmm. yeah. and what they look like. And I'm sure these actors did a great job and I'm sure they created their own little world, but it's going to be different than the one I created. Right. And mm. I, I kind of, I, I wonder <laughs> sometimes back and forth, like, which is better? Is it better to read it before you see a film? Yes. But then like before I read the Game of Thrones books, um, I I hadn't seen a show, but I knew who was going to be in it. So as I started reading it, I envisioned the characters. But the thing about reading, like like you're saying, like you're creating that. There's no bad acting. So if a show yeah. ends up having some <laughs> bad acting or some poor cinematography you, or whatever, yeah, you, you well, it's also just you and the author, right? Like, exactly. Like, so it's, the, the director, so if it's a good author, exactly. yeah, it's just it's uh, yeah, yeah. There's no other people involved. I was gonna say. I do remember when I was younger. Oh my gosh, I think like 15. We were going to the Grand Canyon. I had a book. I don't remember what it was called. I was reading it. And I was reading it, imagining scenes. And the acting was bad in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ah. Because in my head, I was also like, oh, this should be made into a movie. And I want to go out for this character. Which is something Uh, that happens a lot when I read things. (laughs) Um, You kind of go, I could fit that box. (laughs) Um, It's so funny because when I read books, I always think I want to write this screenplay. Yeah. That's exactly what I think. Like, oh, this would make a great film. I want to write this script. (laughs) Yeah. But I I do remember being like, oh, I don't. I'm acting this in my head badly. <laughs> oh no, that's um, so funny. But no, I've I've gotten very a lot better at acting in my brain while reading things and acting in general. I think they yes, probably go hand in hand. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that's another um, thing I do like to do is read new books that are gaining popularity quickly. Mm-hmm. Or some people would say like, no, I want to read like the more underground stuff. I want to read the stuff that I'm going to get the breakdown for in six months. <laughs> exactly. And I already know the whole, the whole show yeah. because I know the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, cool. and you could even say this is one of my favorite books and that's great. Yeah. The other thing about a book, last thing I add to that is it demands your full attention. Yes. So if you, even if you're listening to an audio book, which I've done a lot of, mm-hmm. I don't retain as much. If it's a great audio, sometimes I actually re- listen to it twice and mm-hmm. I get much more the second time. Um, and you can do other things. You can be working in the yard. You right. can be you know, playing disc golf. <laughs> you can be driving. You could, you know, whatever. But Which is uh, such a cool thing. It, yes. it is. Yeah. Or, but, and you could also like flip on a game and play yeah. like a non, uh, you know, right. just a, a mindless game, a mindless right. game 
and then and still do your thing. Mm-hmm. Books, you can't do that. Yeah. And right. there's something so beautiful and important about that, of mm-hmm. developing the discipline for single-minded attention. And yeah. I think that that's something I know, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm, I've, my skills at single-minded attention have, have gotten worse yeah. mm-hmm. because of the devices in our life and because of the distractions that I put in front of me all the time. I'll try not to distract you so much, honey. I'm sorry. No, you're great. <laughs> Same. And I, I don't know if I voiced this to you like a while ago when I was saying that, when I was kind of starting trying to get more into reading. But I do think reading has helped me with that. Yes. With focus. And also, High five. Just, thank you. Good and job. also just the trying to be intentional about focusing on one thing at a time, too. Um, it's exhausting, though. But yeah, I like that a lot about reading. I like that about playing the piano, mm-hmm. uh, playing the piano and singing. That's that's all I'm doing for that for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the world's so busy that yeah, choosing things that can really yep. just be simple is very nice. I think the other thing that stops people from reading is is just there's so many books out there, and especially if you haven't read a lot in your life, it's like where do I even start? How do I know I pick a good book? How do I know I pick the right book? What, should I choose this one or that one? And it's just Off like just on start somewhere. <laughs> book talk. Yeah, but yeah, that was one thing. Is <laughs> we keep saying the one thing. Um, sorry, but um, I feel like I kind of wrote off reading when I was younger because of the the books I was forced to read um, in school. I didn't connect with a lot of them. A lot of them felt like work. You know, just someone telling you to do something. Your response is genuinely, generally, to push back. <coughs> sorry. Um, but reading silly, gossipy high school drama books, I eat up. <laughs> and so, like, I do it. Like, oh my gosh, the summer I turned pretty books. I love those books. They're so sweet and so fun. And they do hit you in the heart occasionally. And like you're you're laughing and then you're crying, but it's all lighthearted and it's all fun. But and it's not it's not Shakespeare, but yep. it's still a right. like a really good book. Yeah. And so just, I think, allowing myself to accept that I eat that up mm-hmm. <laughs> has that's, helped me a lot. That's one thing that intimidates me about these great books because they're going to be tough reads. Yeah. Like some of them are going to be really hard reads where I've got to slow down and go back and think about things or look up sources and take yeah. notes. And you yeah. know, it's going to be hard. If, if So that's why I'm reluctant to commit to like the whole set. <laughs> well, and you don't need to. No, There's just 50 the, books in it. Yeah, that's, exactly. But I, I bought the Medici book when we were in Italy. Lawrence and I yeah. really wish I had bought it. Like, like Maggie was saying, she wanted a book beforehand to read that yeah. on the plane because a lot of it we've, we've known from, um, history, um, stuff that I've studied in the past, but then we watched the Medici series. Mm-hmm. And then so reading this book, it just kind of reinforces it. And I'm just like, I want to go back again because now I remember being seeing certain pieces of art and I want to look at it again with yeah. more knowledge. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's like reading a good book. Yeah. You, you read it again and again and you get more enjoyment, more understanding. I read a lot of nonfiction, so that's especially what I'm referring to. Yeah, plus yeah. having been there, it gives you... It really does. Now I get why people do those exchange programs. It's not like it's not just an opportunity to go to Europe. It's like you it really um brings home that history mm-hmm. and and especially studying the Renaissance is pretty but, remarkable. Yeah. But hard reads are real. And that's why yeah. when we were in Florence at that bookstore, 
I bought two books. Yep. I bought One of Us is Lying and I bought Persuasion by Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. And I have finished One of Us is Lying and I am not yet on page two of Persuasion <laughs> because every I'm not I have I am not comprehending it. And I got to work on that. And uh, one thing you could do is try reading it out loud. Yes. Yeah. I know. And then when you hear it, it's just, you'll, it'll make more sense. I, I know. And I know she's brilliant. I do. <laughs> you, you might even it. try listening to the audio of it first I, to get you too, started. Like the first chapter. Because, then, because a lot of books like that, like Shakespeare, I could never understand Shakespeare until I saw Shakespeare mm-hmm. or the production. And I went, oh, okay. They're just talking. Yeah. They're just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's exactly. funny. It's, it's, it's your personality. Kind of adjusts to exactly. It after a while. And so then going and reading it, yeah. your brain is tuned into that thing. And I think that's the same probably with I Jane would, Austen for you. I would give it, I, not, not to disagree with you, but I would push back a little bit and say, give it an effort with just you and the book. For starters, like get, like really work on that before you go to the audiobook because I think that could be. A oh crutch. no no no! I wasn't saying for her to listen to the audiobook. I was saying to like listen to like uh you know the ten sample. minutes of it to to yeah. try to get the that's while what I was you're saying. reading it. While, yeah, yeah, while you're reading it, like she used to do in school. Okay. Something um, I'd love to bring back super quick. Um, you were talking about how you told me this a while ago about um of watching the show, The Chosen, mm-hmm. and then reading the Bible, seeing the yes. actors from The Chosen in the Bible. Yep. That's and, it's kind of and it's usu- unexpected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and usually in anything else, I feel like, like I said, with The One of Us is Lying, I wouldn't like that. But I that really, really intrigues me. And I think that would be helpful just because the Bible, kind of similar to like Shakespeare, older things, it's it's an ear for it. It's a it's a certain. It was written at a certain time that is not, you know, the summer I turned pretty <laughs> books, right. Right. and so it just world. having a face to the names. I think would be really really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think for any historical kind of reading that because it it gives personality. So when you're reading like. Like the revolutionary, you know, revolutionary times in the in the, the yeah. U.S. They and seem it's just like they all kind of just blend together. But, but then when you see a film, then about, it's just like a person. Then all of a sudden, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, that was that Thomas Jefferson like, or Sam Adams. Or I never realized that famous person looks just like Dennis Quaid, <laughs> exactly, uh, or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So other than reading, which we talked about a lot, um, other intentions for 2021. When I think about like, okay, doing a life. Review. Did you say 2021? Yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. I have a good catch. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I meant 2023. Okay. So I go through <laughs> in my mind, like the five spheres of my life, you know, work, relationships, health, your your spirit, <laughs> and your um, personal, interest. personal interests, your passions. I know. <laughs> I read the book. <laughs> so, um, so that might be helpful to you. Think about your work ambitions, the trajectory you're working on, things you need to do, uh, relationships, strengthening bonds with those you love, health, health goals. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, Any I have of those come goals to mind? for all of those. Yeah. And, and you and I, like we already started in this new neighborhood going to the park and walking a lot. A lot. And, and with the dogs and there's every a, day. And the neighborhood has a gym that we were really excited about getting into 
And it's not that we don't want to go up there. It's just, we're still unpacking. We're still moving in. We're still, you know, so it was like, I'm not going to put that burden on myself that I have to get up to that gym because I am closing my rings, (laughs) just cleaning this house or just unpacking. So, but that is definitely an intention I would like to do is for us to go up to our neighborhood gym. Okay. Yeah. Anything for you, Maggie? Else you'd like to put out there? Not as a way to hold yourself accountable. I mean, I think just keeping on working. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make good decisions. I want to make. I want to get my life maybe a little more organized. Um, in regards to like material things, like literally just like my place and my car, I'd like to be a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good. I want to just be a good person, be a good friend. Just getting better. Yeah, getting, getting better. Getting better at accents probably it's getting would be better nice. all the time. Well, I like that idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On okay. that note, read a listener question. Okay, this is a question from Jasmine who asks, uh, she's really she, what she wants is some tips and advice on traveling alone. She says, I've never been in an airport alone, only with my family, and I want to go see my friends, but I can't muster up the courage to go to an airport alone because I worry that I'll get lost, not know what to do, and eventually miss my flight. So how do you get over that? Also, any advice about planning a trip? And she says she loves the podcast, and we make her laugh and make her happy. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jasmine. Um, So yeah, so travel tips. That's something we've been living our whole lives. (laughs) But I get it. It can be both overwhelming in an airport. Um, leave yourself plenty of time for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biggest tip right there. Yeah. Get there way more time yeah, than you like think you have. Time. Yeah. So you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the time, you're not stressed out, and then you can have fun and people watch. Yeah. I would say don't prejudge it and say, oh, this is going to be so hard and I have to go overcome this fear. You know, look at it's it more adventure. as it's an adventure. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And and the thing is, people aren't going to really be demanding much of you when you go through this process. So as long as you get there early <laughs> enough to find your way and, you know, you look up at these boards that lists all the flights by the cities that they're going to and you've got the departures and the arrivals and you can find your flight and you know what gate and you go through the security and you just kind of leave yourself plenty of time for that too. Um, And then you get there, but it's like other than the, the process, which is a little clunky and just labor intensive and time consuming and frustrating sometimes, you know, I find travel really freeing Mm -hmm. because you you're alone. You're not talking to people. It's like you're in your own head for the most part and Mm -hmm. you, and you're on this great adventure. Yeah, I remember when we were going to Colorado um, to ski, we, um, what's the airline where you don't get to pick your seat before? Southwest? Is that Southwest? Southwest? Yeah. All right, well, we were on Southwest because we were flying into a little airport, um, and they only had so many airlines that did it. Um, And I was sitting next to two kids, like kind of my age, which was really rare you know Uh and it was like we all found each other (laughs) and it was really fun and we were talking and uh i was like are you guys traveling alone and they're like they were separate they didn't know each other they were like yeah um and i was like oh i would hate to travel alone like i I love traveling with my family because you guys were there too we just weren't sitting together and they were like oh no it's so fun and i think one of them was younger than me and one of them was older than me i think Mm. the boy was younger than me 
and they I saw them look at each other and they're like yeah you know when you just put your headphones on and you're in your own world and you're then just walking through the airport and I it had never occurred to me that like traveling alone could be more fun than traveling with my family hmm. because Have you found it that way um it's different I I think we have more fun probably Mm-hmm. But I have less stress. <laughs> um, I get that. Right. But when you're yeah. only worried about yourself and keeping up with yourself. I know your dad Your dad travels yeah. the most. And so when we travel with him, we kind of throw off his Yeah, system. All, all my systems and, and rhythm of how I do things and how I go through security. And it's like, yeah, or just having to talk while I'm doing it. It's, it's a <laughs> disruption sometimes. See, I, I am the person, Jasmine, you should find me in the airport because- I am aware of the people around me. And if I see anybody, especially older people looking confused or, you know, nervous or whatever, I always turn to them and say, can I help you find something? And I remember coming back from a trip. I must've been to Texas because I was traveling alone and I landed in Atlanta and was anxious to get home. It was nighttime and there was uh, a, a woman, I think, from India and, and her son, and, like, they didn't know where to go and what to do. And so I would say, come on, I'll, I'll just take you. They had to switch concourses. Mm. Yeah. And so we got to it, and, 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 and then I'm like, okay, well, we're going to need to go here. And I stopped, and I, I'm explaining to them, like you said, here's the departures. This is what we're looking for, da-da-da. And this other woman who was from, like, Bosnia or something, she just didn't speak any English, was looking at me and and in retrospect I saw her out of the corner of my eye but I wasn't thinking about it until she walked up to me and she hands me a piece of paper and it tells me what flight she's supposed to be on and I'm like <laughs> all right we're doing this come on you're also in concourse B and so we start going and people were like oh, that's so funny. and yeah, I'm trying to so get them one. to the different places and I got one lady there um and and their flight had been delayed or changed, and so they were going to have to go down two more. But the man was like, "I'll take care of her. I'll I'll make sure she gets on the flight or whatever." Somebody else was like, "Do you work for the airline? Do you work for the airport?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just on my way home." I'm like, so it was so sweet. funny. It was such an adventure because we had we three hours later. To, yeah, there was yeah. like. I think there was more people than that. I want to say there was at least four of us. It was That's like, so great. And yeah, I am so grateful. I do grateful. the same thing. I just tell people the wrong direction. No, because don't. I find it really amusing. <laughs> I am so grateful that I did grow up with Atlanta Hartsfield International Airport as my yeah. home airport yep. because <laughs> I didn't realize it was a crazy big airport <laughs> until <laughs> until I went to other airports and and you, you you don't have to get on a train for you know. No, some, it's, some of them are really to go simple. To different concourses. It, they're all different. I love Atlanta though. I, I, say, do I tell too. that to people all easy. the time. It's big, but my, it's easy. Yeah, my friends in LA who are also from Georgia, we always talk about how you know you can go to Hartsfield and you can get there six hours before your flight, and you can go grab a nice bite to eat. You could go find a new book <laughs> in one of these bookstores. I got eye drops last time. I got lip balm. I got everything I needed. You and met then my people, flight was you delayed. learned accents. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, Jasmine, I'd say is is um, pack in your carry-on bag what you're going to need, essentially. If you can do without checking any luggage, yeah. that's great. If you can make it all in carry-on and just make sure you know what you're taking and what the limits are for like nothing more than three ounces of liquid and all that kind of stuff. Um, And give yourself plenty of time, um, obviously, like we said in the beginning. And then the other 
potential stressful part is when you get to the new city, how, where are you going to go from there? So have somebody to pick you up or something like that, or just know, know what your plan is once you land. And that way you've got the stressful parts all, all worked out and then just plan an adventure and go for it and let us know how it works. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it seems to me like what people stress out the most about is what can I take on the plane? Oh, I can't take any food. Yes, you can take food. You cannot take liquids through unless they're, you, you know, uh, a small, under like three under ounces, three ounces and in they're in the, in the plastic clear bag. Right. But you can take a sandwich. You can take a block of cheese if you're going to Wisconsin. You can take a water Wisconsin. bottle, but just fill it up on the other side of security. Exactly. And that's what I do as soon as you get through. And a lot of airports have where the water fountains are, where the restrooms are, they'll have water bottle filling stations and you can, can fill them up there. But it's important to stay hydrated when you're traveling. You need more fluids than normal. Yeah. But make it, sure you hit the bathroom before you get on the flight. <laughs> and, and just because, and just anticipate everybody at the airport is freaking out. They're, they're all anxious. They're all feeling late. It's very different. Some people aren't as comfortable with the whole experience. So just make up your mindset to like, I'm going to be different than that. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to relax into this experience and I'm not going to let everybody else's anxiety stimulate my own. It's fun. We love to travel. Yeah. And you're going to travel tomorrow. We're going to take, they're really early. And if they won't take you or they cancel your flight, um, yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I guess the next podcast we'll do next week will be, you know, you'll be in LA. We'll do it that way. But in the meantime, keep those questions coming, our friends. And uh, you can do that at Mag's Dad's Wholesome Chaos, wholesomechaos.com, actually. (laughs) And uh, submit a question or topic. Don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends, and spread the love. Well, we're going to miss you. I'm going to miss you guys. I love you. We love you, too. We love you, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Knives out. Knives out. Time to time to watch Knives out. Yeah, let's, let's see if we can finish that. Fell asleep like four times. I fell asleep once, but I don't remember what I missed. Okay, <laughs> let's start it over and see how far we get this time. Okay, your eyes are already <laughs> fading right now. Like during the podcast, I look over and you're like talking, and your eyes are getting like. I like thought it was 2021. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 